Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2330 with the release date of Friday, June 24th, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Ham Radio reaches out to low-income youngsters. The World Radio Sport Team Championship gets an important gift and Kansas amateurs have a high-altitude balloon with a mission. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2330 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, here's Stephen Kenford, N8WB. We begin this week with a look at a special project that is creating amateur radio opportunities for a more diverse community of enthusiasts, starting with the very youngest among them. We hear from Ralph Squalacci, KK6ITB, how this initiative is putting ham radio and science into the hands of children of color in lower-income neighborhoods. Get ready for Jasmine and Jose, two school kids who fell in love with amateur radio after visiting a family friend who's a ham. Now the friends want to build a simple radio of their own. While these two children are fictional characters in a book that tells their story in both Spanish and English, the magnetic, or should we perhaps say electromagnetic, draw of kids to amateur radio is very real. That's why the science educators at the California-based not-for-profit group Science is Elementary are preparing to publish this tale of the youngster's amateur radio journey as a book in their new series. Jasmine and Jose Build a Radio is geared to seven-year-old readers and will be produced with accompanying kits for 2,240 youngsters. The project is being funded with a grant from Amateur Radio Digital Communications. The grant will include publication of companion reads for adults and will cover the costs of school-based activities in which the kids build radios of their own. The books and kits will be provided free to youngsters attending school in low-income communities in the San Francisco Bay Area. If you don't live in the region, take heart. Everyone else will be able to download the book and the adult reading companion for free as PDFs. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ralph Squillaci, KK6ITB. Concerns about radio interference have prompted two U.S. wireless carriers to delay part of the rollout of their 5G service. Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, brings us that report. Despite findings from the Federal Communications Commission that 5G wireless service poses no risk to aircraft sharing different parts of the same C-band, two major U.S. cellular carriers have announced they are delaying their 5G rollout near airports with regional carriers. The Federal Aviation Administration announced on June 17th that Verizon and AT&T have agreed to postpone parts of the rollout to enable airlines to assess whether their altimeters are free from interference and to undertake any necessary upgrades. Aviation experts have said that some altimeters, particularly those used by regional aircraft, could be vulnerable to interference without a retrofit of RF filters on existing altimeters or installation of newer ones. The agreement delays the completion of the rollout until July 2023. An article in Aviation Today said that a number of altimeter manufacturers are presently working on the development and testing of filters and installation kits. The trade group Airlines for America criticized the agreement for setting what it called an arbitrary deadline and expressed concern over what might happen if the altimeter modifications were not available by July of next year. The CEO of the trade group, Nicholas Callio, told the FAA's acting administrator, Billy Nolan, that he considered the agreement a, quote, rushed approach to avionics modifications amid pressure from the telecommunications companies, close quote. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Kent Peterson, KC0, 
DGY. The spirit of paying it forward is alive and well among organizers of the World Radio Sport Team Championship. And Ed Durant, DD5LP, has this story about a gift to help with next year's big event. Operating tips and the wisdom of experience aren't the only things being dispensed at the contest forum during Ham Radio in Friedrichshafen, Germany, starting on the 24th. Organisers of 2018's World Radio Sport Team Championship will be at the forum on June 25th to present funds and important equipment for use during the World Championship to take place in July of 2023 in Bologna, Italy. The gift will include 70 kits of emergency and monitoring equipment that had been used during WRTC 2018 in Germany. Each kit has a DCF-77 radio-controlled clock, power sensor for two radios, an SCC score-collecting computer and a Nokia cell phone. The donation from the 2018 event will be presented by WRTC 2018 President Chris, DL1MGB. Writing on the WRTC 2022 Reflector, committee member Claudio Veroli, I4VEQ, thanked the benefactors from the German event, calling the donation a huge help to the organisation of WRTC 2022. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. Amateurs in Kansas have rescheduled the launch of a high-altitude balloon with a crossband repeater on board, and they're hoping to keep it busy making contacts. Jack Parker, W8ISH, has those details. Good things are worth waiting for, and members of the Independence Amateur Radio Club, N0ID, only have to wait a little bit longer for their rescheduled launch of the high-altitude balloon they are sending skyward with a crossband repeater and APRS on board. The Kansas Hams are especially excited because the launch, rescheduled from earlier this month, will coincide with the Great Plains Super Launch on July 16th. The Super Launch is a wide-ranging event in which a number of similar balloons will be launched at sites throughout the Midwest. Stan Pearson, AE0LM, Secretary of the Independence Club, told Newsline that during the club balloon's expected two-hour flight over southeast Kansas, it will communicate with one of the Super Launch balloons flying high over Wisconsin. Using a common downlink but separate uplinks, the balloons will permit radio operators in both areas to talk to one another using VHF-UHF radios. The crossband repeater has an uplink of 147.91 MHz and a downlink of 449.01 MHz. Stan said that the repeaters will be configured to work bidirectionally so that anything received on the VHF frequency is repeated on the UHF frequency and vice versa. Those who cannot be on-site at Riverside Park for the launch or reside out of the area and wish to track the balloon can follow its journey following the 8 a.m. launch that day at www.aprs.fi. Additional details are available at the club website at n0id.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jack Parker, W8ISH. Now here's something that's just for fun. If you think you know ham radio, play along with two teams during a trivia quiz. You'll be able to watch online starting Tuesday, June 28th, as we hear from Paul Brown, WD9GCO. One team's members are very familiar to Newsline listeners. A team from Amateur Radio Newsline took part in an event that was both trivial and non-trivial at the same time. 
The Newsline team, consisting of Captain Paul, WD9GCO, Neil, WB9VPG, Kevin, N5PRE, Andy, K9AWM, and Dave, WB8ODF, squared off against a team from the Ham Radio Workbench podcast, led by Team Captain George Zafiropoulos, KJ6VU, in an amateur radio trivia contest, hosted by Kyle Craig, AA0Z. The two teams fought four rounds, featuring questions that ranged from general ham radio knowledge to specialized technical topics. We can say that the teams were very evenly matched, but we won't tell you who won. That would spoil all the fun, wouldn't it? The competition will be released in two different forms on Tuesday, June 28th, in video on Kyle's YouTube channel, and in audio format on the Ham Radio Workbench feed. You will find links to both in the text version of this newscast on our website. According to all who participated, it was a lot of fun, and both sides made new friends, as should happen in ham radio events. And we are ready for a rematch anytime they're ready. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline heard on bulletin stations around the world, including WW7SEA, the Columbia Center repeater in Seattle, Washington, at 444.550 megahertz on Mondays at 9 p.m. local time. There are many prominent positions radio amateurs have achieved over the years, from United States Senator to the monarchy in nations like Jordan or Thailand. In Sweden, Defense Minister Peter Holtqvist holds the amateur radio call sign SM4HCF. Now you can add the Church of Sweden's incoming archbishop to that list, as we hear from Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. The Church of Sweden has elected Martin Modeus, SM5LVQ, to be the 71st Archbishop of the Church of Sweden. According to the Swedish Society of Radio Amateurs, Martin already serves the Church as Bishop of the Diocese of Linköping, the fifth largest city in Sweden, located in the south of the country. Martin will be received as Archbishop during a service to be held in December at Uppsala Cathedral, which has been the see of the Church of Sweden's Archbishop since the 12th century. Martin is to succeed Anche Jacqueline, Sweden's first female archbishop, who is retiring for Amateur Radio Newsline. I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. If you think amateur radio is going to the dogs, you're right. But those dogs are getting plenty of company, as we hear from Ed Durant, DD5LP. The dog days of August will soon be upon us, and so will August 26th, known as International Dog Day. A number of hams around the world have decided to run with the pack by getting special event call signs and getting on the air to publicise the needs of abandoned and abused pets who have ended up in shelters, dogs as well as cats. Hans, YL3JD, wrote in a QRZ.com forum that he will be operating CW from his shack in Latvia using the call sign YL1DOG, starting on Monday the 22nd of August until the 26th. Hans wrote, quote, I feel obligated to give exposure to this. In my power as a radio amateur and animal lover, bringing attention to these abandoned pets is the least I can do. There are plans for other call signs to be on the air too, including Yoop, 
PG4I signing as PF2 Dog and Edwin PD0SOT signing as PD6 Dog. International Cat Day is being celebrated on August 8th. Yevgeny YL2TD will be among those on the air from the 7th until the 9th of August. He will be using the call sign YL1CAT. The list is growing, but organisers are looking for even more operators to call QRZ on behalf of shelter animals. Visit the website catsanddogsontheair.com to get the details. Then email Hugo CT7AOV to have your station included on the list. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP, Dog Dog 5, Love Pets. Two grants have strengthened the practice of sharing and experimenting through open source programs used for amateur radio. Andy Morrison, K9AWM, tells us what's going on. Amateur Radio Digital Communications has announced two grants supporting open source initiatives in amateur radio. One is a grant focusing on software-defined radios designed to help simplify the use of the open-source software development kit GNU Radio, known as New Radio, on Windows computers. The grant is also being given to support an upgrade of New Radio's graphical user interface, known as New Radio Companion. These funds will permit the hiring of developers, including a usability expert, to improve the experience of using new radio companion. Other expected improvements include better documentation for new radio, easier installation on Mac OS and Windows computers, and easier installation of -of out-of-tree modules. The contract workers will receive guidance from volunteer mentors who are with the new radio group. The other grant will support experiments by students at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois, who are experimenting on the 33-centimeter band, developing an open-source 915 MHz digital transceiver system. Both the hardware and software are open-source, and the design supports multiple FSK and ASK modulation standards. According to the ARDC, the project will permit low-cost experimentation with digital protocols on this underutilized band and will fill a need that exists for available open-source and open-hardware modules for digital radio modes. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. In the world of DX, there are are a few days left to work members of the Russian DX team operating with the call sign Z21RU from Harar, Zimbabwe. They are on the air until June 29th, operating on 160 through 6 meters and on the QO-100 satellite. They are using CW, SSB, and the digital modes, QSL via R7AL, Clublog, or LOTW. Two special event call signs are on the air from operators in Algeria. Listen for Kamel 7X2GK operating a 7R19MG and the Jeffa Amateur Radio Club 7X2VK using the call sign 7Y19MG. They are active between June 25th and July 5th for the 19th Mediterranean Games being held in Oran, Algeria. QSL 7R19MG via IK2DUW and 7Y19MG via 7X2VFK. Listen for Alex, AK4AM, operating as AK4AM slash P from Emerald Island, IOTANA-112 between July 3rd and 9th. He will be calling QRZ on 160 to 10 meters, QSLs only, using LOTW. 
Finally, in this part of the world where we produce amateur radio newsline, summer has arrived. And for many, that means it's time to read something more than just your S-meter. Randy Sly, W4XJ, shares some suggestions. It's that time of year when some amateur radio operators abandon their shacks and head outdoors for the lazy, crazy, hazy days of summer. Whether you're sitting quietly on a beach, enjoying a mountain view, or taking your hobby with you at a POTA station in a park, there may be times when you say, what else can I do? Well, when you're not operating ham radio, how about reading about ham radio? Not one of those technical manuals or heavy theory books, but a book about radio, about communicating, and all the fascinating and dramatic stories that go with it. With the help of Russell Calabresi, KR2NZ, the book club moderator for the Long Island CW Club, I came up with a list of books that may make good summer reading for those moments when you're off the air. If you enjoy history, how about the world of ham radio, covering amateur radio in the early 20th century? Or try Code Girls, the untold story of American women codebreakers of World War II. There's also Brass Pounders, young telegraphers of the Civil War. Want to know how single sideband started? You can read Wes Shum, Amateur Radio's Unsung Hero. Then there's the book by Don Keith, N4KC, Riding the Short Waves, which contains some how-tos along with fun anecdotes, stories, and personal advice. For these and other recommendations, check our longer list in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.com. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Randy Sly, W4XJ. With thanks to the ARRL, the Associated Press, Aviation Today, CQ Magazine, Cats and Dogs on the Air.com, Dan Romanchik, KB6NU, David Bihar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, Long Island CW Club, Ohio Pin DX, QRZ.com, Radio Society of Great Britain, Southgate Amateur Radio News, ShortwaveRadio.de, Stan Pearson, AE0LM, Superlaunch.org, Swedish Society of Radio Amateurs, World Radio Sport Team Championship Reflector, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at ARNewsline at ARNewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at airnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford in Wadsworth, Ohio, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022. All rights reserved.